Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Peter. This is a podcast where I take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. But for this episode, I am interviewing friend of the show and actor Panavit Koi, whom I met a little over a year ago when I contacted him to be a guest on a Fuller House coverage at TV My Brain, which is the official TV podcast of Corten Parts. So he joined my co-host Devin and I on that episode, and here I asked him to return to do an interview and talk about the uh, the work that he's done, um, being Asian American, coming from Minnesota and moving to L.A. So he talked about some of the shows that he did, some of which I had no idea he'd even done. He talks about Westworld and some of the upcoming movies that he will be in as well. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode, and this is my conversation with Koi. All right, Koi, thanks again for uh, for joining me on this uh, on this show. Yay! Hey, thanks for having me, Peter. Yeah, hey, no problem. Um, now for uh, just a little inside baseball here, uh, you and I we know each other from um, uh, another podcast called TV at My Brain here at Corten Parts, where uh, you joined my co-host Devin and I on an episode you were in on Fuller House. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that was a good time on that set, and it was a great time uh, to discussing it with you uh, you and your co-host. Yeah, so that's where we know each other, and so it's been a little over a year, and my God, you've been busy. Yeah, yeah, yes, I have. Uh, been been working on a lot of different television shows and some films uh, the past year since we've uh, last talked. Yeah, quite a bit of stuff, actually. You know, I obviously uh, follow you on Facebook and, and all that good stuff, so I've been seeing some of your work a little behind the scenes here and there. But um, so yeah, let's talk about like you know your your upbringing a little bit and how you got into all of this. You're uh, Asian American, uh, which is still kind of one of those things where we don't have a lot of you know like we got movies like um you know the Great Wall coming out with Matt Damon of all people you know in a Chinese <laughs> film you know so things like that. So what did you talk about um you know like growing up being Asian American and when you decided to get into acting. Uh yeah yeah um yeah being growing up as a Asian American I was uh I was born and raised in uh St. Paul Minnesota so Midwest town a lot of you know a lot of white people there were some there was you know pockets of Asian community and that's I I was involved in some, in some of those through my parents and stuff but uh um yeah the, definitely one thing that I remember growing up is not seeing a whole lot of Asian people on uh, on television or in movies, or at least not in any big role or anything like that. And I didn't uh, personally, I, I actually didn't really think about uh, being an actor myself until uh, until much later in my life. Um, uh, I actually, growing up, I remember in elementary school, you know, wanting to be a scientist. <laughs> was uh, wow was like career goal yeah i want to be a scientist and then i don't know i ended up going to school for computers <laughs> <laughs> so was this like um like, did you get into like modeling first yeah yeah um yeah yeah i got into modeling um around around when i was about 19 20 years old um the big influence was that was actually my older brother had 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 been doing some modeling uh, in the Twin Cities for like Target and Best Buy and all that stuff. Uh, they're headquartered there, so that's what they do. And my brother was, you know, bragging to me about oh how much money he earned uh, on doing like you know one day shooting. And you know, growing up, like well, I kind of want. I think I can do that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I followed suit and and did that too. Um, I know that also growing up as a kid, I, I watched a lot of television as a kid, just a lot of it. Uh, and uh, uh, one of the early things that kind of pushed me towards that way uh, of acting was probably, uh, you know, I, I grew up watching a lot of Sesame Street as a little kid. Oh, no kidding. It, oh, yeah, a lot of it. Like, I watched it. Cause it I know it, it back in the day, it used to play like three times a day. Like, it would be in the morning. 
around noontime and then later in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So so were were you more um Sesame Street than Muppets? Yeah, I would probably say more Sesame Streets than the Muppets. The Muppets was kind of a little bit uh before my time, but it would probably it'd be my brother's generation, but I I definitely was influenced by the Muppets as well uh cuz my older brother and stuff like that. But uh yeah, as as a young kid I'm like I I wanted to be a Muppeteer. Okay. Wanted, <laughs> that that was probably kind of kind of leading me towards there because I would try and imitate like voices like Elmo and things like that. <laughs> yeah. So you said um, TV. So m- m- was most of the TV that you watched um, were in the nineties? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the television shows that I watched were definitely in the nineties. Uh, I basically was was raised off of uh, The Simpsons, uh, Seinfeld. Uh, uh, um, what else? Um, a lot of the, those TGIF days, right? Uh, so you know, Family Matters, uh, Full House, Step by Step. Uh, can't think of what else, but yeah, all that those, those TGIF moments. I remember, like, go you know, Friday from school. Yeah, I'd be excited to go home to go watch these shows. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, let me see. You said Step by Step. Now, did you ever get into like a Boy Meets World? Yeah, yeah, I I did watch some Boy Meets World. Definitely watched it all the way up into up to when Corey went to college, and then I kind of stopped watching. Yeah, that's, that's a lucky guy, man. Topanga, Topanga is quite something. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> and I know that they're 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 paired up again on that the Girl Meets World. Right, right. Yeah, she <laughs> she still looks good. Uh, did you have any uh, crushes off uh, any of that TGIF lineup? Uh, crushes. Um, I know, yeah. like on uh, Family Matters, I was uh, a fan of Myra. Okay. Um, um, the step by step, I I think I w- I had a crush on uh, the 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 girl that was trying to be the model of the family. Karen, was it, I think <laughs> Karen, right? The brunette. Yeah, the brunette. Correct. Yeah, you know, <laughs> now, now that I think about it, uh, Karen and who was the blonde? Not not Al, but Karen's actual sister I, I forget her name but they kind of did like a little reversal on the stereotype you know like how blondes are a little bit more ditzy but karen's yeah. a brunette so she's ditzy and the, yeah, the cynical the nerd yeah yeah, yeah. man i forgot the blonde's <laughs> name but she was you know she was kind of like a like a like a rough not al like al's al was like the tomboy of the lamberts but then i can't even think of her name <laughs> yeah i can't yeah. think of her name either but yeah yeah I remember the blonde that she was, yeah, she was like the very, like, kind of almost man-hating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, did you, let's see, um, did you like the crossovers? You know, like, uh, you said Family Matters. I, I, I remember, like, Steve Urkel, like, he made it on to, like, uh, all the shows. You know, like, he had an episode where he was, like, on Full House, and he helped um, Stephanie like uh, getting used to her new pairs of glasses or something like that, and he took her to a dance where they did like the Urkel dance. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I yeah, I was. Uh, I remember growing up when when it was happening, the cra- crossover stuff. I I remember like being said, "Oh, I gotta 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 catch that episode while it's new." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He made it on uh, Step by Step as well. Um, let me see. What where else did he go? He, they never crossed over with Fresh Prince, right? Because that was like NBC. So yeah, I know they only stuck with that that actual lineup. So Full House, Step by Step. I'm sure there were others. I can't even think of them. Yeah, I can't think of them right now. Not on top of my head. But yeah, I, I remember. I do. I, I vaguely remember those crossover episodes. But yeah, I, I do remember it was a big, big thing at the time. Yeah. So um, what, what kind of movies did you uh, grow up watching? I, I know that you're a big fan of like uh, Princess Bride as well. Yeah, yeah, a huge fan of of Princess Bride. Um, uh, see, uh, I, w- I was I uh, was the youngest youngest brother uh, of a of a family of seven kids, so a huge wow. family. Yeah, huge huge family. And uh, my my older brother was you know the we would say the number five kid. Um, he was ten years older than me, so. I got to he he would play a lot of different movies for me growing up and and uh, I I remember watching Princess Bride a lot 
so I, I remember a lot of the the dialogue and stuff like that as a kid um, in elementary school. Um, I remember I remember my older brother buying me a, a VHS copy of uh, Batman for Christmas, the the old Tim Burton one, the original okay, one. Okay, the 1989, and, uh, yeah. Yep, and I loved that. You know. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I remember uh, playing. Um, Watching um, uh, uh, Never Ending Story a lot growing up. That was something that was kind of safe for uh, my younger sister. She'd always uh, be afraid if the music got kind of spooky or whatever. So mm. it we, so we couldn't watch a whole lot of horror movies or anything like that in the house because my little sister would be all nervous and. <laughs> You know, uh, of all like the, I mean, th- there's still a lot of classics that I haven't really got into, but Never Ending Story is not uh, a movie I actually really ever watched. Really? I, yeah. I, I, I recommend that, you know, definitely, uh, you know, when you watch it, it's it's definitely dated when you watch it today. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, that was something that I, I really enjoyed as a kid growing up. Uh, uh, the sequel's not as good as the as the first, definitely, but... <laughs> I, I wonder if it was something about like the fantastical, uh, you know, element to that type of movie because I never really got into like Labyrinth or um, what's the other one? There, there's another movie like Labyrinth. Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Yeah. So that that was the other. Th- those were those were also movies I never really got into, but for sure I saw. I might have seen both Labyrinth and Dark Crystal when I was really really young, but I vaguely remember them but um you know maybe that's another reason i never really got into like star wars really early as well uh i definitely uh enjoyed them you know when i got older but i don't know there was something about it that i i just couldn't get into when i was that young (laughs) sure sure um yeah when i was a kid uh, i i watched all that stuff growing up uh because i i was pretty influenced by uh you know sesame street and the muppets so yeah i was into watching that stuff Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah, the only Muppets I was really into was Muppets, uh, Muppet Babies. <laughs> okay, the cartoon. So, yeah, yeah. So a little bit later, a little bit later. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember Muppet Babies when that when that aired on on uh, in the mornings uh, on during the weekdays. That was that that was the cue for me. I had to you know leave the house and get get ready for that bus stop. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, originally from Minnesota, like. Um, Tell me about like when you made that decision to move uh, to California. Yeah, it, it wasn't wasn't too long ago. Um, it, I I made that move um, in in July of 2015, but the, I, I I had made that plan was probably like maybe five six years before that. Um, um, basically. Uh, um, I, I've been, I've been doing shoots for like Best Buy and Targets and, and a lot of local other ad ads, uh, within the Twin Cities for, uh, quite some time. I want to say I was probably doing it pretty successfully from 2004 all the way till when I moved. So I, so it was definitely more than, more than 10 years uh of of doing like a lot of commercial work and the the time when it really like um came to me where i figured i i it was time for me to move was was probably around 2009 2010 somewhere around that year um basically um they were there was filming a, a a a movie uh clint eastwood was uh filming the the movie grand torino Mm-hmm. And uh, there was castings in my neighborhood um, looking for Asian gangsters, and <laughs> and at the time, I had I had uh, I had just gotten out of jail through uh, DUI. I had I I was I was a multiple DUI guy. Um, okay. <laughs> Um, no one likes a quitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a multiple DUI guy because, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, was booking. I like to go out and have party, go out and drink with my buddies, and just have a good time and drive off. Uh huh. You know, poor decisions, poor decisions. I'll tell you that. But yeah, don't do that. Don't drink and drive, people. 
Yeah, but uh, but when it um, but yeah, when that was going on, I I remember I I, I still had the anklet on, on my on my ankles and stuff like that. And, oh wow! Um, and 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 I saw this posting about uh, about them looking for for local uh, Asian um, gangsters, but uh, and uh, I tried to audition, and they and people, someone that responded to the email. Uh, was telling me that uh, that I needed to speak specifically Hmong and be Hmong and all that stuff, and and it deterred me from from getting that role. Uh, so, um, like about a month later, after all that casting was done, um, the, there were also there were they were casting for another movie, a Coen Brothers film that was being filmed in that same area, and it was uh, a serious man. Oh right. And so I contacted the, the the casting director for the. I wanted to work on the, on this film some way, some form, because you know it, I felt you know it broke kind of broke my heart a little bit that I didn't get to work on the Clint Eastwood film. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the casting director for uh, for a serious man uh, um, can't, um, uh, told me to come come by and visit her. And so when I did. She asked me how come I didn't get involved in uh, Gran Torino that she was casting, and I was like, I was trying to do everything, and everyone was telling me that I couldn't, I couldn't uh, audition for it. And she told me, you know, that was all bullcrap. Whoever said that to me, it was, you know, it was, it was basically, it, it was kind of like uh, uh, other Asian people not liking other, <laughs> other other asian races it's kind of ra- racism within asian community right they, <laughs> they wanted to, they wanted it to be authentic and they're like well there's a community among people here yeah you know one of those things yeah I, I i can see that that's unfortunate though but i i think it's funny that the, yeah the posting does say like asian gangster like you know if you wanted specifically a a among actor like you know that's what you would ask for you know mm-hmm. yeah so uh so part of me felt pretty pretty salty when all that stuff was happening I, was like, I tried and you know everyone was basically deterring me to not go and pre- to pressure me to not do it and i should have just i don't know I, if i could change back time i would have gone up and you know went through the whole bunch of people telling me not you know through the crowd and just barged my way through to eastwood <laughs> well, would you uh, would you have like faked fake the um, like the the language? Would you yeah. have like pre- pretend to speak something? Yep, I would have spoke gibberish, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> get just to get on there. Yep, just so they can laugh and whatever. So I would have done it had I known now. But yeah, yeah. I don't think there was that many speaking roles to be honest with you because I I actually covered um, Gran Torino uh, on on my podcast formerly Hydrate Level Four. And on there, my guest was uh, Jonathan from the uh, Just a Thought podcast, who coincidentally, his sister is the, the leading uh, the female actor in that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He he revealed that like during the review. I was like, oh, no shit. You know, so that, that was kind of cool, actually. That's cool. And the, the funny thing, is, too, is uh, also uh, I when I moved to L.A., um, I became roommates with the. Uh, with uh, Dua Mua, who played uh, Spider in the oh in that okay, film. It was, you know community that it, and that was through other through uh, uh, common friends how I got to meet Dua. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And so we're we're friends now, but uh, for, for me, I'm still a little bitter about my about my experiences with that movie. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> unfortunate. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool though. Like yeah, you you could you know your your first. Big gig could have been an Eastwood movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. I, I, did I go off track of what I, what I was talking about of trying to come to L.A.? Or- <laughs> uh, well, you know, it was getting there. It was getting there. Getting so, there. so after the Serious Man, what happened after that one? Um, I got to work on it. I, I, I became. I, I got hired by uh, Debbie Delisi. She did the castings for the the extras on that on that film and i got to be hired to to be one of her assistants uh for no money i did it absolutely for free because it was like very you know i i just want to be involved and right, get your uh, foot in the door yep 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I got to I got to be on set with the Cohen brothers and and um yeah, I got to select a lot of a lot of faces in a lot of those scenes um throughout that film. Um wh- one of my big scenes is I got to select a lot of the the college students for the the physics uh, classroom scene that he does his little dream sequence and he gets involved with that uh Cy Abelman guy. Mm. Who was played by uh, Fred Malmed. No, oh, I don't think I know that name. <laughs> he, he's, maybe yeah, he's, if I saw his face, is he like a character actor? Yeah, he's a character actor in a lot of a lot of things. Okay, okay. <laughs> what What was your um, uh, first gig when you got to L.A.? Uh, when I came to uh, when I moved finally moved to L.A. the the very first thing I ever booked was um, yeah, I can talk about it. yeah it it should be out now or really soon it's uh I got booked. For um, um, X Men the ex- or not X Men the experience it's uh, Mar- Iron Man the experience, which is uh, a movie ride for uh, for um, Disneyland in Hong Kong. Oh okay. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wearing a I was wearing a a, a Stark Industries uh, jump suit so basically i was like basically kind of like a look like kind of like one of those um those runway uh, attendants uh, oh okay on airplane flights oh got like a a steward or something yeah yeah not not really a flight attendant but it but on actual like runway oh them okay you know like uh guiding yeah uh, like planes and stuff okay yeah exactly that's what i was doing for the this iron man the experience ride yeah that was uh, uh That was a pretty cool, pretty cool experience. Uh, um, I remember it was a really hot, really hot um, room that they were filming. It was like all green screen room. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they were shooting with one of the, the latest cameras at the time. It was, uh, I, remember, I remember distinctly, it was, it was the, the Red Dragon that they were filming with. And I'm like, wow, they're shooting with the Red Dragon. It's, you know, it's, uh, that's uh, like a 4K camera. It shoots oh, in, oh, wow. shoots a nice 4K video, so. So th- this was just, what, 2015, you said? Yeah, this was, yeah, 2015, probably, um, yeah, in July. So it was like the very, that was probably the very, the very, very, very first thing I ever booked in, in here in L.A. I wonder how come, like, they don't have it here, um, you know, Disneyland in, in Anaheim because I, I was just uh, in in Disneyland just last year last summer so that's 2016 and uh, yeah they didn't have that so this is exclusive to Hong Kong correct correct wow, okay it's exclusive to Hong Kong uh, and then like a like a several months after they I filmed that I got to I got hired again on the same this exact same uh, project and it, and I got to also be one of the people sitting in the uh, the safety video before the actual ride. Uh, plays. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and that w- and it had Stan Lee. Stan Lee was on set that day. Um, oh, nice. He, yeah, where they, you know, just telling you, how, you know, put all your items underneath the uh, underneath your seat and and t- uh, putting your sa- seat belt safely and all that stuff. <laughs> and enjoy your ride. <laughs> so, when when you're starting out and doing like background work and things like that, like um. Like uh, well, like, like currently, do you have like a like a manager or an agent or something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I currently have a a man uh an agent. An agent is what I have um right now. Um, it's it the it's it's kind of funny about that because uh, there's like tons of agents in in L. A. Mm-hmm. And uh and and uh I've I'm I'm currently on my second agent right now. I've I've been here for a little over a year, and uh, I'm already on my second agent. Um, my my previous agent had uh, had fired me after fired uh, or re- cut me from the contract or whatever it's called after okay. after one year. Um, I, I only she only sent me to like four auditions throughout that entire year. Wow, um, they were for like television roles like really small like roles where you have like one or two lines uh-huh. and and i just didn't get any of those roles out of the four auditions and after that i was just just cut <laughs> oh wow and then but the funny part was right after that happened um like i just got just got attacked by emails from all these other agents uh, throughout la saying oh we noticed that you're not represented 
you want to you want to have a meeting I'm like oh, oh that's oh. cool so that was okay. kind of cool yeah. Yeah, I, I guess like for us uh, regular folk, you know, that don't work in the industry, like we never even really think about that. So once you get into something like that, agents actually s- seek out clients. Yep, they they actually do. Um, definitely the the smaller smaller agencies look for new new clients, and they they try and look them up by by things like IMDb or or. Um, Something that's called the there's a there's a pro, there's a website called LA Casting which do, which a lot of like casting directors hold a lot of mostly commercial um, roles mm-hmm. and and through there that they they can figure out profiles of people that are submitting uh, uh, for auditions um, they can look at people's profiles and see if that's you know someone that they're interested in contacting about yeah. uh, representation. I, sh- I should always uh, kind of keep an eye out for like just a little background work here in Portland because, you know, um, the show's not around anymore, but Leverage, you know, that was filmed here yeah. for like okay. a few seasons. Um, currently, they got Grimm. You know, Grimm is being filmed here yeah. in Portlandia. So, Portlandia, yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, so co- quite a few things uh, going on in Portland. I should definitely keep an eye out, but I guess with like what I do, I never really have the time, and I can't just ask work like, hey, I need to go audition. Is that cool? <laughs> you know? So unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. it's not as easy uh, and flexible for me. But um, yeah, that, that's awesome. Like uh, how long? So, you know, we we met with uh, your role on Fuller House. Like how long were you in L.A. until you got that one? Um, I want to say maybe, uh, maybe two months. I was, I think that we filmed that in August, August of 2015. So I, yeah. I, I arrived in July, very early July, 4th of July weekend. And yeah, I think two months later I, I landed that ro- ran, landed that the role as the guy in the chicken costume. <laughs> so yeah, you've done yeah quite a bit of stuff because obviously when you joined me on uh, TV at my brain, that's really all we uh, discussed. But just looking on here, and obviously uh, I've seen your um, you know the pictures that you've posted of screenshots and such. But you've been uh, let's see, you've been on Criminal Minds, NCIS. Um, Superstore. That's a newer show too, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's a pretty new show. Um. Yeah. Uh, that was a that was a really fun experience. Um, cause uh, the writers are on set and they like change like change dialogue and change scenes like on the fly. Things okay. aren't things aren't quite. They're, they're like on a very loose schedule. Like they have some ideas of what they're gonna shoot. And then, then the writer might come up with some ideas on the spot, and they change things like immediately, which is pretty cool. That uh, other sets are definitely not like that. Kind of, kind of like um, maybe like a sketch comedy a little bit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I would say yeah, very much like a sketch comedy. And yeah, they, they just think they think of things and like, huh, let's do this, let's do that. And uh, I remember the the day when I was on there, they had this improv guy that that was talking about asking questions about what kind of toothbrushes that they would recommend uh, for him to buy <laughs> and, and the you know as some mundane as as uh, as toothbrushes you know i'm looking for you know something that helps me with tartars the issue is <laughs> <laughs> that kind of almost reminds me of like that scene from the first home alone where um you know kevin's in the store he's asking this lady about like the dental association or something about like the toothbrush and he ends up like uh running off with it accidentally shoplifting because he was being yeah. chased yeah yeah so, yeah that's kind of funny now supergirl uh is that something you can discuss uh yeah 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 i can i definitely can talk about that because uh yeah i got to work on it um on the the first season of supergirl and okay. that they're on their second season now, and they they no longer film in L.A. They they now film in uh, Canada because with, of the uh, switch to CW. Yep, correct. Right, the switch to CW, and that's basically where they shoot the Flash and uh, and uh, Arrow. So so yes. Well, I I haven't caught up in season two yet, and I'm still like towards the end of. Um, season one of Supergirl. Uh, I'm a fan of Superman, and that's really why I'm still watching it. Uh, I haven't got to season two yet, but um, to, can you can you talk about the, uh, the the episodes that you were in? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can tell you t- talk about it. Um, 
the one that I remember the most. I, I know I worked on two episodes, and I don't quite remember what the second episode was, but the first one was the episode of uh, of the Red Tornado. Oh, right. I do remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of the people that's running around screaming, ah! You know, okay. The tornado guy is attacking, attacking the city. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I definitely have some thoughts about how the red tornado looked. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'll reserve that. Uh, <laughs> you know those thoughts. Uh, the other episode was strange visitor from another planet. I don't know if that helps you out. Yeah, I, that doesn't really help me out. But I, I can tell you the role that I played was uh, I was at, I was playing the the body double for. Uh, a private security guard that that was also uh, an Asian guy, and at the scene I basically get n- knocked out by something, and I'm laying on the ground, and Supergirl comes by, and that's that's about the uh, all that I really remember about that episode. But I, I do remember the Red Tornado scene because um, we were filming that in downtown L.A., and that was the very first time. Um, they revealed uh, Red Tornado in his costume, and and there was like a lot of paparazzi photos. And like the day after filming it, I I saw on like some type of like like E Weekly or something like that of like on online like this is what the Red Tornado is gonna look like. And like oh, I was like I was on set that day. Okay. <laughs> the now you were a body double for a private security guy, like. Um, I'm not sure if I've seen that episode, but did, did that uh, actor did he have a, a speaking role? Man, I I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah. The, well, the reason I ask is because like um, because like if he didn't, that's just kind of a interesting thing to have like a body double, you know, for for someone that doesn't have lines. Uh, I don't think that's it's not really because I I I um I once was hired to be a body double for myself. <laughs> oh, what? Now, how did that work out? Or like, what, what was that one for? That was for um, CSI Cyber. Okay, the one with uh, Bow Wow. Yep, little Bow Wow. <laughs> I was on uh, set. Patricia Arquette, like, I think. Yeah, I was on set with uh, James Vanderbeek. Okay. Yep. And uh, it was a scene where there's like a little standoff with some guy um, in the rain. Where I got my my gun cocked, pointing at at the guy uh in the rain and i think i've seen that uh image yeah yeah yep i yeah i posted that image on online and and you know we did that whole standoff scene and it was all done and then all of a sudden um there was a posting of looking for uh, a photo double for uh for an asian police cop and we're like um, whatever i i submitted for it and then also i get the phone call like did did you work um csi cyber like on this day, I'm like, yeah, I think he goes. Well, I I think we'll 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 hire you because I think you you we're looking for a a, a photo double for you because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a scene where I go back into the squad car and I I hit some buttons and they that's all they did was take pictures a uh, a video of me of hitting some buttons uh with inside the squad car uh, I think to turn on like uh um uh um the the radio the, the okay so, so i can play like the 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 audio of uh, of some telephone conversation okay <laughs> that is weird like um you, you would think that maybe they just call you back for that instead they just decided to hire you again yeah and and the funny part was that for that photo double part was i got paid more money to be the photo <laughs> double than when i was doing the background as the police officer that's crazy how that works. <laughs> hey, well, well I, I guess that's a good thing that that you reapplied for that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that I, I I remember that. I remember that the check was higher to be my own to be my own photo double than being the real me. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Um, now let's see here. One of the other things that um, I had no idea that you were uh, working on. One of the things I did know you were working on was how to get away with murder. I seen your um, you know the the stills that you've posted on there as well, but the one that kind of caught me by surprise, which I feel maybe I did know and just kind of forgot, but what uh, Westworld? Oh, Westworld, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that was filmed in L.A. 
Yep, yeah, that that was filmed in L.A. That was uh, that was a big big hubbub in town when that was being filmed because uh, uh, there was a, a lot of there was those days when they were shooting those nude scenes and they were looking they were looking for all these uh, people willing to be nude on camera and you know it's you know everyone's basically an orgy's going on basically kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and so so like in the descriptions talks about like you know there's going to be um, you know grinding and all and all this butt play like the words that they're being uh-huh. used and, and they got reported by uh by sag uh the screen actors guild and they <laughs> had to come in and check out what's going on and the rate that's being offered and yeah so the, the the rates for those nude scenes like shot up a lot more than what they were originally offering at the time and, and so much that I, I i submitted myself for those scenes and didn't get any of those roles because i had already been established as a, a as a what they call a cleanup tech on that show okay so, so i'm basically uh, i'm i'm one of those guys in the white hazmat suits during a lot of those random scenes in westworld like um now now I just started the show not too long ago. I think I'm on I I've, I've only seen the first 3 episodes uh on IMDb here. They don't have like the episode number. Well, at least not the way it's listed. It's just the the titles of the episode. But um was one of them like the the scene where uh was it Maeve where she kind of like wakes up in the real world and then like she runs off and then there's this um room with like uh, a bunch of like the bodies clean being cleaned up and stuff and put into like a like a glass room oh um no i'm not in that i am not in that scene I, i'm i'm in all the my scenes are all involved being in the west being in the west world in the hazmat oh scene. so I, oh, okay I, so i was in the very first episode i was okay the first, the first scene where uh, where they had that guy uh, pouring the milk down that guy's throat. Oh right! Like like a grown boy, like a grown boy, <laughs> and and then all of a sudden he kind of pauses, and then then all of a sudden all these hazmat people showed up. I'm I'm one of those guys. Oh okay. Oh what what was the shooting? Uh, or what was the day like that that day you guys shot? Um. Well, the I I remember it was a a, a long day. Uh, filming um that the funny part was uh when we shot that that scene that aired that was one of like my last scenes in that hazmat suit was the first thing that they showed on that first episode which the the whole thing seems like they they filmed it in out of sequence mm-hmm. like completely out of sequence um and um but I, I remember um, during the day, the the very first day when when I was in those hazmat suits, uh, it was the very first time they ever um, had those costumes uh, for the for the show. Uh, so so um, the first day when I was wearing it, they made me go stand in line and and show it off to um, Jonathan Nolan. Uh-huh. He was he was on set and he never he you know they all wanted to impress him with the suits <laughs> with the the hazmat suits of the cleanup techs uh, so you can see it and you know give him the so he can give the old thumbs up which he did. So the parts of the Westworld Park is that on is that uh, like a set or is that actually like on location somewhere? Uh the the park. That the Westworld Park, yeah, uh, the yeah. West, the Westworld Park is filmed at uh, Melody Ranch, okay, which is uh, which is in like uh, Newhall, California, which mm-hmm. is about about twenty five minutes out of out of L A, and uh, that's a, I believe that's a, a movie ranch where it's it's, it's basically it's a whole western themed like little town, little western town that they use specifically for filming movies and television shows. West, oh, okay, and I believe. It is, uh, I believe that that's the same set that they filmed Django, okay, and, and a and a probably many other classic television shows that I can't think of. <laughs> oh, interesting, very interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I was kind of wondered, you know, um, what what about the? Do you happen to know where like the the facility of Westworld where that is uh, filmed at? Oh, the the facility, like uh, like the 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 lab kind of. Yeah, facility. the lab. There you go. Um, Better word. Yeah. Um. 
I I don't know. I I never got to work on it, but I'm 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 going to assume because I remember hearing things uh, from people. I want to say it was filmed like in Malibu. Oh, okay. To to give it that nice uh, clean look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. I believe it was Malibu every time every time when they were filming those the the those scenes the the you know the the lab the Westworld like lab facility type stuff. Right. I do see that uh, you got quite a bit of things uh, in the work as well. Now, how how does that work with like when something isn't out yet? Like that that that's just stuff you definitely cannot talk about, or or they're just like uh, certain mm. certain things you can talk about and certain things you cannot. Um. Yeah. That's the, the yeah. Basically, I sign a tons of NDA NDAs, non disclosure right. agreements. So for um, let's see, let me I don't know, I like uh, like specifically, I wanted to ask you about uh, a wrinkle in time and also the circle. Oh, okay. Well, a wrinkle in time that uh, that's really new. Um, okay. Uh, that was cool. That was a cool day on set, but um, um, just just more so like maybe like uh, how you got into that one. Um, since you can't say anything, uh, I'll. I'll say a little bit here of what the movie is supposed to be about. Uh, but IMDb has A Wrinkle in Time, which is scheduled to come out April 2018. Uh, after the disappearance of her scientist father, three peculiar beings send Meg, her brother, and her friend to space in order to find them, uh, which stars Reese Witherspoon, Chris Pine, Gugu Mbatha-Ra. <laughs> I butchered her name, but she is gorgeous. Um, yeah, how'd you get into that? Uh, you just saw—is that something like where your agent got you the gig or uh, audition or? Uh, no, that was something that that uh, I submitted myself on. That there, there was a posting. Uh, I got casted to be uh, uh, a lifeguard for a scene in in the movie, and it was the funny part was at the time I was trying to I was actually trying to work on these reshoots for uh, Baywatch. Ah. <laughs> And I was trying to be the lifeguard, one of the lifeguards on Baywatch, and they didn't, they wouldn't cast me. I'm guessing that you, you can't outshine, uh, can't sh- outshine uh, um, Zach Ephraim. All right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but in town, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of known as being this. Uh, I work out at the gym a lot, so I'm, I'm kind of known as, as this guy that, that does a lot of these shirtless scenes. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we spoke about uh, what life in pieces on that Fuller House episode. You, uh, yeah. yeah, you were a guest on. Yep, yep, uh, yep. I was shirtless, completely shirtless on that life in pieces episode. So, but uh, wrinkle in time, yeah, I was hired to be the lifeguard, and they were looking for an Asian lifeguard for for that role. Wow, that's very specific. Yeah, very specific. <laughs> an, an Asian lifeguard. So uh, I submitted for it and uh, got. Got casted right away and uh, got to be on set with uh, the, uh, Ava DuBernay, mm-hmm, the director. Yeah, yeah, and, and got to meet her. She uh, she introduced herself. It was like very. It was really cool. Um, the first day of the, of that set was really awesome. We were filming um, in Venice Beach. That's that's where my scene was filmed at, and I got to be uh, in a scene with uh, with Michael Pena. Oh, okay. Love him. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, can't really tell you much more because that's yep. That's way down the line. Yeah, 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 for <laughs> sure. They're still filming, I believe. They're still filming that that movie, so you can't reveal too much more about that. Okay, no problem. The uh, other one I mentioned, The Circle. Uh, this one stars Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. Uh, IMDb says a woman lands a job at a powerful tech company called The Circle where she becomes involved with a mysterious man. And I guess this is uh, based on a novel, too. And uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, Tom Hanks likes to work on movies based on books now, I guess. Yep, and this movie is coming out pretty soon. Um, Yeah, I can talk about this one. Um, Oh, um, you're right. It is 2017 already. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's coming out uh, in April this, uh, this year. Yeah, yeah, it's it's coming out real soon. Um, I can talk. I can so I can talk about from what I know. Uh, okay. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I I got to be hired as a cer- quote unquote circler, which is basically an employee for the company, the Circle, 
and basically the, they are, basically the circle is, is Facebook it is Facebook it's Google it's Apple all rolled into one so they they're selling out the phone devices that everyone's buying so that works great with their social media apps and yeah basically they're they're also big brother that's just watching everybody and what they're doing oh okay <laughs> yeah very interesting yeah um and now now this one I definitely want to ask now uh, I'm probably going to get a lot of mentions and and people asking me like seriously but I've I have not seen John Wick Oh yeah yeah okay John <laughs> Well yeah. uh, I I have seen John Wick it was it's a pretty cool movie if you like uh So it's what I hear it's what I hear you but like. you you got to be in the poster for part 2 Yep yeah, yeah, which is really, which is a cool experience. Um, I'm I'm not in the movie any way or shape or form, but I I was hired to to work on um on that movie poster. Um, yeah, um, it was uh basically, um, it I was uh, um, they were looking for guys in suits is what the posting was all about. Um, is it just guys in suits? Yep, just looking for a bunch of guys in suits <laughs> is what it said. And a bunch of we just want guys in in black and gray suits. That was the that was the whole um, posting. I I remember that pretty clear. And I'm like, oh, I got a suit. <laughs> I, <laughs> I submitted and and like I got you know yeah you've been selected you know come visit us at the um our office. So it was uh. At this, uh, it was in, in in L.A. off of Melrose, um, where we did the shoot. And before I got there, I got pulled into a room where you know, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty uh, quiet, solitary room where I was filling all this paperwork and all these NDAs. <laughs> Uh, forms and then um then i got pulled into the to the actual room where they were taking doing the photo shoot um i'm in my suit and i i see all these guys um with their guns uh pointing at some guy in the middle of the room (laughs) just like circled all around him with all these guns pointing and uh, and I, i the guy just somebody just hands me a shotgun and i'm like all right and i just joined along (laughs) <laughs> and it was Keanu Reeves, right? Uh no, it was not Keanu Reeves. Ah, okay. But it was, but it was a guy with a beard, much like that, looked kind of like Keanu Reeves, but it was not Keanu at the at that shoot. So, so basically, they um, took a picture of all you guys with the guns, and then they went in and put his face in the poster. Correct. Ah, okay. That's, <laughs> that's so interesting. That uh, that's how that was done. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah, that company that that I was doing that shoots for, I I noticed that looked at their resume and like that's all they do is like majority is like a bunch of movie posters and so yeah, um, I'm trying to remember, I can't remember some of them right now, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, that was yeah interesting, yeah, no Keanu in in the photo shoot, but he he ends up in the poster. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of funny and cool at the same time. Actually, you're like, well, hey, I'm in the poster. I mean, Keanu wasn't there, but <laughs> you know, you share a poster with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just my hand, but uh, but I but it was it was kind of cool. It was a cool experience, and I remember uh, some of the people that I was doing the shoots with. Uh, they were all excited when that uh, when that at uh that movie poster finally got released uh, earlier this year now uh tell me about dr strange um you made that uh what was this background work or what what did you do on that yeah yep uh dr strange was background work as well but um yeah it was it was a really cool experience um when i got uh hired to work on that um I had no idea I was working Doctor Strange. It was, I had no idea it was even a Marvel movie. Um, it was all given a code name. I was told I was working on a on a film project called Checkmate. Huh. And so I so I had no idea. Um, I, I was told I was being hired as a you're going to be a um, a Hong Kong pedestrian for this movie called Checkmate. And I'm like, okay, 
whatever. So I, you know, so I'm, so when I showed up, uh, it was, uh, it was four nights over all overnight shoots, all four, all four, all four days. And, um, so when I got there, you know, waiting in line, uh, for a wardrobe and all that stuff, um, the makeup trailer opens and here comes out, you know, here comes, uh, Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch coming out of that, uh, makeup trailer, full, full Dr. Strange wardrobe. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm working Dr. Strange. <laughs> That's pretty crazy that uh, the, how that works sometimes that you you don't even find out until like it happens. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that I was working Doctor Strange until David until uh, Benedict Cumberbatch you know walked out of that that makeup trailer in full on Doctor Strange gear and I was like sweet. I yeah, was, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, um, basically what had happened, um, I got on sometime during that production, I got handpicked to be uh to get a distinction i got to be this hong kong waiter and um it'll probably be on the dvd once it comes out um because i i went to the theaters and saw saw myself and i was like oh, i was in there for like half a second but <laughs> but i i remember them focusing a lot more on on that scene like we spent a long time shooting this scene um like this there's this couple that i'm serving to in the in the film um they have a conversation with each other and the two children um they're passing a ball uh to each other in the air and there was a big focus on uh freezing this scene and they're supposed to this red ball is supposed to be frozen in air to let everyone know that everything's frozen in time that's going on in the movie, have you have you seen Doctor Strange? I have, yeah. I did a very <laughs> brief um, uh, review on it. I, I wasn't too impressed. I mean, <laughs> it, it was it was good, but I don't know. I I, I think I was uh, kind of sold on like the next big thing, and I was like, yeah, you know, it was good. <laughs> yeah, so I was I, I was a little underwhelmed. I I think is the word I'll use. Sure, yeah, yeah. I I I can see that. I can understand that. Um, yeah, de- definitely. Marvel's trying to build build into something really big, uh, with all these like introductions of all these superheroes. Right. <laughs> I mean, I I felt that Cumberbatch was really channeling his uh, Gregory House, you know, by Hugh Laurie. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's how I felt and. You know, it it it, it felt like uh, Batman Begins in, in in some scenes, and so it, it it was not a whole lot of things that um, I've never seen before, and that's I guess that's what I was expecting from a um, you know magic standpoint in the Marvel universe. Just uh, I mean, the, the the buildings folding upon itself, and uh, there was there was definitely a lot of cool visuals, but I, I was waiting to be blown away, and it just never came. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see. <laughs> Yeah, I can definitely see see that point of view. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, before we wrap up here, uh, what are some things that you can talk about that uh, listeners can keep an eye out to uh, to see you in? Um, uh, I, I know this is probably a hush-hush, but you were recently uh, hired to play somebody's ab double or abs double. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 a body double work, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going. To, I just got casted to be, uh, yeah, in um, in, in it's it's going to be a TV series. It's it's a popular TV series out right now. Um, okay. Uh, on NBC, um, I'll say that. Um, let's see what what can people see me in. Um, um, there's a, a movie, uh, one of those lifetime movies, uh, called Tomboy. Okay. Um, that, that I worked on, uh, uh, I worked on it like in August, uh, of last year and I spent about half a month, uh, on that, on this film as a sports agent and I've done a lot of scenes in there. Um, it has, it stars, uh, it has appearances of with uh, Kevin Farley, who's uh, Chris Farley's younger brother, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, who else? Uh, the, what's her name? Um, um, let me look real quick. Denise Richards. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, she's she's still a, a good. 
Oh yeah, she's she still looks good. She still looks good. Um, yeah, I got to work with her on set. I I posed for a pic that she posted on Instagram, and I and I just kind of repo- reposted it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to go back and check that out then. Yeah, yeah, I posted on Facebook uh, not too long ago. Uh, well, around the time whenever she she posted it, which I think was like about a week after after we had done film finished filming it. What what is um what's the, what's Tomboy about? Because I know those Lifetime movies are usually based on uh, some true events. Um, I, I, I think it is. It's about a like some girl that that is a, that's considered a tomboy, like a big tomboy uh kind of character, and she grows up and eventually finds her. Th- her niche in the uh, sports agency business, oh, representing okay. representing athletes. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. Do you have an idea when that's supposed to come out? Um, uh, Actually, nope, I got it right here. Uh, September 2016, so just a few more months. Okay. Well, no, it's just, that's post-production updated. September 2016. Okay, so that's when it, it I guess, wrapped up in September. You said you guys filmed in August. Mm-hmm. So I guess pretty pretty soon then, I guess. Yeah, there's no release date here. Yeah. Um. The What can people watch me now is probably uh, Gilmore Girls on Netflix. Uh, yeah, weren't you like a waiter? Yep, I was a waiter uh, waiting on... Uh, on uh, uh, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, Alexis. Yeah, Alexis, Alexis Bladell. Yeah, Alexis yeah, Bladell. <laughs> Rory, Rory Gilmore on the fourth episode, and they're, they're pretty late. They're pretty meaty episodes, but uh, yeah, that, I had a pretty cool little uh, steady cam sequence uh, of me delivering the champagne glasses. It was a pretty complicated scene. And I I remember like even before we did the take, uh, I had already spilt the the champagne glasses. <laughs> oh, wow. how, how many uh takes did you guys take probably like five or six of those and that's I not too bad I, I didn't spill on any on any takes i'll tell i'll let you know that i didn't spill on any of them i only spilt before we started filming yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um yeah i had a lot of fun working on a, a television series called uh, con man which is uh a television series on um I think it's like the Comic Con app, I believe. Okay. Which it is kind of a new a new format of another another one of those streaming apps that that's that seem to be coming out all the time. And one of them is uh, Con Man, which uh, which basically it stars um, Alan Turdick from Tudic okay. from uh, yeah yeah uh, he um he was recently the voice of the the droid in Rogue One. Oh okay, wow! I didn't know that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, basically, Con Man is basically a, a parody uh, comedy show on his life as being a a, a star. Of, you know, he was uh, he was one of the stars of uh, Firefly that right. that died out. So basically, it's it's uh, it's art imitating his life. Uh, basically, he 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 was on a a show called. They made up the the space show. It's called uh, Spectrum, and it, oh, wow. it it you know became canceled, but it but it became a cult hit, and he had a lot of fans. And so he goes to all these comic con conventions, and he has all these fans, but he wants a career. <laughs> oh, that that's uh, kind of reminds me of uh, Galaxy Quest a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, it's it's kind of like that, but uh, kind of like Galaxy Quest, but uh, more, uh, but but more on the real side and not on the fantasy side where they actually get abducted, you know, and go in outer space. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Oh yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and Nathan Fillion kind of plays his his asshole um, uh, co-star that ends up having a more successful career and kind of rubs it in his face all the time. Oh, I wonder where the inspiration for that came. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. I wonder where that came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a fun time. I was on the the, the season finale of uh, of season two of that show. Okay. So check it out. I'm I'm dressed in a cosplay as a as a, a superhero that that um, that 
I've used in, that me and my friends have used in in other short in other films uh, known as common sense. It's a it's a really goofy looking costume. So. <laughs> And that concludes my conversation with Coy. I had a fun time talking with him, so I want to thank him again for coming on to the show. I hope you guys enjoyed that, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him in some of those projects that he is working on. So that wraps it up for this episode. And now, if you haven't already done so, please consider leaving an iTunes review or uh, maybe Stitcher or wherever you listen to this podcast. If you want to get a hold of me on the social medias, I do have a Facebook page, but also on Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Podstalgic. If you want to email in, it's hlfpodcast at gmail.com. That hasn't changed. Yeah, and that's about it. So until the next episode, I'm Peter. Thank you guys for listening. Podstagic is part of Cortemp Arts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Listen to some of our other shows like Get Real Movies, Blood, Guts, and Blu-ray, and The Broken Brain at cortemparts.com.